Welcome to the Market Leaders Podcast, where you'll find valuable marketing and business development insights from legal innovators. The podcast series is brought to you by Ackert, the company behind Practice Boomers, Practice Viewer, and Practice Pipeline, the leading business development pipeline management tool for law firms. Hello, and welcome back to the Market Leaders Podcast. I'm David Ackert, and today I'm here with Alicia Facone. Alicia is the Director of Business Development at Jackson Lewis. Alicia, great to have you with us. Thanks, David. I'm really happy to be here. So give us a few words about your background and uh, maybe some, uh, some information about the firm. Sure, great. Well, I am a former practicing lawyer, which still people are surprised to hear that, even though I spent over 15 years of my career, first and foremost, as a practicing lawyer. And my formative years were spent at two big law firms, one in Los Angeles and one in New York City. And then I had a really great run. I spent 11 years at a Northeast regional firm called McCarter & English, where I ran the gamut as a litigation associate, then a partner, And then I ultimately pursued and developed a practice in what was then, um, I'll call it the burgeoning area of e-discovery law, which was really a lot of fun. And it felt great to be, at least what I thought to be, on the cutting edge at the time. While I was at McCarter, just to kind of take it full circle, I had an opportunity, which fortunately for me, kind of coincided with a very deliberate and conscious choice which, David, to be truthful, involved a good amount of soul-searching and even sessions with a career coach, become the director of marketing under McCarter's first-ever CMO, who, by the way, I still regard as one of the greatest career mentors I had and one of the nicest guys in legal marketing and client service. So I did that, and I never looked back. I spent a couple of quick years as a CMO for a long-standing New Jersey law firm whose founding member prosecuted the Lindbergh baby kidnapping, and that was kind of their claim to fame, if you can guess who that is. And then I came to Jackson Lewis about a year and a half ago to work with another really amazing person in legal marketing, Mariana Luce, who hired me to be the firm's first strategic business development director here. And so before I finish this bit, I'm going to do something that I tell my lawyers never to do, which is to just say what we are here at Jackson Lewis. But in the interest of time, I will say that Jackson Lewis is an 850 lawyer strong labor and employment firm that also um, has robust practices that touch employment issues like data, privacy, corporate diversity, corporate governance, and internal investigations. And we're 50 offices nationwide, pretty much anywhere where our clients have employees and offices. Okay. Now, of course, I have to ask you, why do you tell your lawyers never to say that? Oh, you have to, we'll get to that. It's really cool, actually. <laughs> okay, good. I love it. There's a teaser where you, now you have us enticed. So um, yeah, I love the the background, the journey that you've traveled. Thank you for kind of sharing the personal side of that. I think many can relate to uh, career transitions and how that does require soul searching. And yours is an unusual journey. A lot of people who are in uh, a marketing or BD function within a firm didn't necessarily find themselves practicing law first, although it's not completely unheard of. But I'm sure it gives you a unique perspective. And I love this whole idea of an appreciation for data, not only because of your background as an e-discovery lawyer, but now uh, its application in marketing and BD, which we're seeing is more and more relevant all the time. Your journey, once you became a business developer, marketer at the firm, even then started to evolve further 
Uh, and it sounds like it went from sort of a, a marketing and communications focus to more of a business development focus and perhaps even evolved beyond that. So tell us how that evolution continued once you had transitioned from lawyer to professional at the firm in the marketing department. That's great. Thank you so much. So I guess what I'll say is, in certain respects, there's not much in terms of it being unique. In other words, like many firms like Jackson Lewis over the last decade, you know, in the beginning, there was marketing and whatever that meant, right? Ads and then more sophisticated websites and client events. I mean, lots of client events, David, marketing to the masses. And there was always business development lurking in the background, right? Because clients and lawyers have relationships. And those relationships are dynamic to a certain extent out of necessity because people have to work with each other. And there was always client service by virtue of the fact that to be a lawyer, we serve our clients. But here at Jackson Lewis, like many of the other firms that I've worked with, you know, there was nothing formal and there was no consistent thought process around what client service meant outside of the idea that you need to be the best lawyer you can be, which of course is incredibly important. And our current jargon, right, in our profession, David, is to call that table stakes, right? Mm -hmm. But that's what I do right now. I formalize the firm's efforts around business development strategies, but not the one-to-many, instead of treating each client as what many people refer to as the market of one. And that approach has implications both for relationship building and, I think, what we mean by client service. So here at Jackson Lewis, we started our very strategic business development journey around building an industry team program. And in a little over a year since I've been here, we have 20 industry teams. And the way we went about it is we comprised a core team of lawyers and BD professionals whose role in part is to bring together other firm members and essentially try to build coalitions of legal professionals with that deep knowledge. For example, say, um, our healthcare clients' needs or fill in the blank for whatever industry. So we developed also, to support that effort, industry-based resources to help all of our team members. And then also, of course, all of the other lawyers at the firm help those clients in those industries much more specifically. So kind of tying everything together, basically provide better client service, or I think, honestly, more importantly, what the clients would actually perceive as client service. So I still have conversations with lawyers that say, hey, Alicia, I've got to get our name, our firm's name out there in our market so people know we're here, right? And my response is, yes, of course, like brand recognition is incredibly important. It's one of the foundations of business development and marketing. Sure. But isn't it more important for the clients, and I'll, I'll ask you the question as if I'm speaking to somebody, who already know that Jackson Lewis exists, to know that they can count on us not only for the work that we already do for them, but the additional work we'd like to do for them, which is where the whole notion of client service comes into play. Yeah, certainly. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all thinking about and viewing the world through the lens of what are my needs? What are my problems? So, you know, if Jackson Lewis is already servicing a certain need, then great, that box is checked. But I have other problems coming down the pike that either I don't know about, or I'm already starting to worry about. And that's obviously the opportunity for an expanded relationship. Correct. So the other thing we did last year, as we kind of rolled out a very more strategic thought process around business development, again, 
not anything revolutionary, but we had a formal client feedback program with, of course, many of the firm's larger and more significant clients. And we got feedback, which is, of course, what we wanted. But what we did is very quickly and proactively turn that specific feedback around. It's our 60th anniversary here at Jackson Lewis, and we're very proud of that. So we took that feedback and we put together an updated and much more specific set of client service standards, which are on our website. You can find them there. Um, But those standards basically took everything our clients said and incorporated those into, you know, our principles that we want to continue to operate by. And each one of our employees and our lawyers were asked to acknowledge and adhere to those principles. So now we're trying to use those standards in everything we do. When we talk about business planning, when we talk about business development training, wherever it makes sense in the conversation, which hopefully should be often. I want to talk a little bit more about the BD training program and how it aligns with this philosophy. So tell us more about that. Sure, absolutely. And as you know, David, um, the Accurate Advisory 2018 market-wide study does conclude that sales and BD coaching is one of the top revenue generating strategies for law firms. You just got um, so many points for doing your homework. I know. <laughs> I know you can thank me <laughs> offline later. But I mean, you're right. And you said it. And we're finally going to kind of get back to the point that I was previewing a little bit earlier, because I think it's really important here. I mean, in 2018, it's absolutely non-negotiable. You need training, you need coaching, you need to get people to understand what it means to do and be a business developer. But so many things are different in 2018 about the business of law. Again, I am not going to repeat those here because we all know what they are. But the point is, how can we ask lawyers whose job it is to practice law to devise client-facing solutions, right, which we already talked about are important, and rethink what client service means if we don't give them the tools and the reasons to supply the why. And in fact, we, again, I'm using that word, it sneaks in everywhere, have 800, 1,000, 200, pick your number, great lawyers, which is the what. We need to get the lawyers to think about why the client wants to talk to us and give us more work. So, Part of the training helps us do that and refocus what the initial question should be. So what we try to do here is think about the whole picture holistically, right? And develop a competency, excuse me, and level-based training program for all attorneys at different stages of their career. Each set of programs is tailored for three different experience levels and then ultimately meant to build on each lawyer's skills throughout the course of the year that we're developing this, but then make that available to them when they get to that next level so they can continue to build on those skills. That's what we're trying to do here. And it's fairly ambitious, but we're really enjoying the process of it as much as what the outcome will be. Well, we know that relevancy is really important, really, for anything when we're talking to lawyers. If they don't feel like it's relevant to them, you lose them pretty quickly as an audience. And what is relevant to an associate in the context of business development is going to be very different from what's relevant to uh, you know, a burgeoning or newly minted partner, which is going to be very different from what's relevant to a more established partner. So those three tiers make perfect sense to me. And I think uh, it's important to meet them where they are and, and provide them with the training that's going to help them accelerate based on their sort of cohort related objectives, right? So that's right. that makes a lot of sense. 
So for inspiration, whether it's personal or professional, how do you keep yourself kind of uh, the, the well full, so to speak, so that you can uh, uh, contribute what you have to offer to the people around you? Well, you know, it's funny. And, and you know, in response to your last comment, Marianne and I often kind of joke with each other about being business development nerds. Like we get up in the morning and we can't really wait to talk about some of the kinds of stuff that really jazzes us, right, around business development. So in a more philosophical light, I've been practicing yoga for over 15 years, and I'm still trying to find that elusive answer to fulfillment. You know, you can make all kinds of connections through yoga, um, personal connections with other people and spiritual connections with yourself. And I don't want to go off completely on a tangent, but I think the key word is, is connections and making connections. And that can transcend personal or business ideals. So I used to tell my kids when they were young, uh, oh, here we go. Here's another of Alicia's mantras, um, that relationships can last just a minute or situationally or a lifetime. So for example, you know, you could be in line at the grocery store and have a conversation with the person who's, you know, checking you out and bagging your groceries. Um, and that's a relationship and it's very short, but it can be just as satisfying as any other kind of relationship. Meet somebody in kindergarten and know them for the rest of your life. But I think... Um, you know, for me, I really enjoyed practicing law, and there was a great deal of, of satisfaction about being able to serve my clients. I think what's much different about the kind of satisfaction I do in my job now is that it's so much more focused on that relationship building and how connecting with people is so much a part of, you know, what I do every day. And that's a pretty terrific thing to be able to get to do that, I think. Yeah. And I can really appreciate how that fills the well. I'll share with you that I put myself through the challenge every time I have an interaction, you know, with somebody at the grocery line or any kind of sort of, you know, buying an item or whatever, where I do find that I begin the interaction a little distracted, right? I'm, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. getting my wallet or I've got my phone in one hand and I'm trying to sort of rush through the line. But I always try to make sure that at the very end of the transaction, I look them right in the eye and I just kind of quiet myself for a moment so that I can really share my gratitude with them for uh, right. their time, right? And I say, right. thank you. And I, I notice something. First of all, then I get to pass the test that I give myself of, do you even know what that person just looked like, right? Or were you so kind of stuck in your own little world that you didn't even register their face or, or have that connection with them? But I often notice a little bit of a surprise on their end, like, whoa, somebody actually stopped for a second and acknowledged me as a human being. How unusual. I, I don't mm -hmm. think a lot of people do that. And I can completely appreciate how looking for moments like that, whether it's with other people or with yourself, is just a microcosm of the kind of relationship building that we're ultimately up to both in our professional and personal lives. And that that absolutely makes the difference between a fulfilled, thriving, sort of rich experience and one that can be somewhat hollow. At least that's what I found in my own experience. Yeah. And you know what? We are all so imperfect, myself included, right? Because we forget because we have so many pressures and we have so many items on our to-do list. But I think your example is a good one. And even if you don't remember every time, when you do remember and kind of taking that moment makes a big difference, right? You know, I'll kind of go back to yoga. I mean, when I'm in yoga class and I spend an hour and a half sort of recentering myself, it's easy to do there. The, the hard job is to do it when you leave. 
and having the benefit of that training that I gave myself at least allows me to remember, one, to take the opportunity when I can, or to understand when I fail to do that, right, which I think is equally important. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, we could uh, sit here and chat for uh, quite (laughs) a bit longer, I think, Alicia, but uh, we're pretty much out of time for this podcast episode. So I'm going to wrap this up uh, with a, if you were, if you were sitting across from me right now, I'd look you right in the eye and I would say thank (laughs) you. And hopefully you would get the appreciation that I have for your commentary and for sharing your, your thoughts, your mantras, your perspectives with our audience today. Thank you so much as well, David. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to the Market Leaders Podcast. For more business development resources, visit ackertinc.com.